You're listening to a special episode of A Tiny Revolution brought to you by Beloved Arise. Beloved Arise is the first and only LGBTQ youth group for youth of faith in the entire world. And this Friday, June 4th, they're going to be releasing their first album called Serenade, Songs for the Beloved, Volume 1. To learn more about that, please go to belovedarise.org slash serenade and to listen to an exclusive track early stay tuned after this episode to hear one of those incredible tracks that i swear is going to make you cry uh thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show Hello friends, it's Kevin Garcia and welcome back to Serenade, the podcast brought to you by Beloved Arise and me, Kevin G, on Tiny Revolution, my podcast that I've been doing for the past three years where we explore ordinary people living revolutionary lives. It was a natural partnership when June Young, who is the executive director of Beloved Arise, when he said, I want to do something big to celebrate queer youth this year in a way that was extensive and expansive and that involved more than just the usual suspects. So I said, let's do a podcast series, obviously, because that is what I do. And so I not only got to, A, listen to the album early, which, you know, you know, influencer perks, you guys. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I repent. Anyways, um, the music is absolutely incredible. And not to mention, it features so many of my own personal friends, which is, I find amazing. And uh, this particular podcast, I'm so excited to share with you because I've known this person for so long and seen how they've grown and really become an incredible uh, queer man. Openly beautiful, oh, just an incredible, beautiful human. His name is Blake Mundell, and uh, Blake is goes by the artist named Courier. And as he's going to discuss in the podcast, uh, he writes songs about other people. He says, "I'm not; uh, these stories aren't mine. I'm just the delivery guy." And today on the podcast, we're going to be discussing uh, the song he wrote called 40 Times." Um, He'll go into the story, but it's a story about a queer youth who's actually part of the Beloved Arise youth group um, named Alex. And there was a time when Alex was having a really hard time uh, mental health-wise and was having a hard time holding on. And so um, Alex's mom reached out to Beloved Arise and there were these amazing 40 letters in this inbox immediately. I don't know why I'm telling you the story earlier. I'm going to ruin it for you, so let me shut up. And um, I'll just let Blake tell you about himself. This is what I want to say personally. This is my personal introduction to Blake. I've known him for a while as he was becoming himself and learning how to love himself, learning how to come into his own. And it has just been a pleasure to watch him blossom into the beautiful, powerful, creative human that he is. And I'm just so pleased that he's here to share his journey of faith, to share why music like this is important and why we're both so passionate about the work of Beloved Arise. And I know that sounds like such a fucking kitschy thing, but I'm telling you, I love this group so much because, I mean, God, can you imagine what it would have been like to have a youth group that didn't shame you? A youth group that said, no, you can wear that. It doesn't really matter. Boys can, you know, mind their own eyes. You know, there is just, there's just something beautiful about an LGBTQ-focused youth group 
that is absolutely beyond anything that I could possibly imagine. And I'm so glad to be a part of this. I'm glad that you're going to listen to a new song. Actually, we're going to play Blake's song 40 times at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned. A couple other things before we jump in. If you're listening to this on the podcast, awesome. You can actually go watch the entire interview on my YouTube page. That's youtube.com slash hello. I'm Kev in that's K-E-V-N just check the link in my bio you can you can get it there and if you're watching this on YouTube right now you can go over to my podcast A Tiny Revolution wherever you get your podcasts and listen to Blake's new tune uh, 40 times coming out this Friday June 4th and also one more thing please go to the show notes right now click the link to save the album on Spotify and Apple Music, and then this Friday we're going to share the hell out of this. You know what I'm saying? Because we want to get this in the ears of as many queer youth of faith as possible. And also not to mention, if you are queer, if you've got any church hurt, if you've got anything, like this is going to be so healing for you. Wow, I'm already tearing up thinking about this. Oh, Jesus. So, okay, let me not delay you any further. Let me get into this uh, conversation. This is uh, a beautiful conversation with my friend, Blake Mundell, a.k.a. Courier. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Serenade a tiny revolution collaboration station. Um, we're continuously glowing up, as you can see on this channel, using nice apps. Today, I'm talking with Blake. It's not Mundell, it's Mundell, right? It is Mundell, you oh, got it right. It's Mundell, yeah. okay. Mundell, yeah. Blake A. Mundell, aka Courier, aka um, one of the most wonderful and delightful humans I've had the pleasure of uh, joining in friendship with over the past couple years how are you my sweet friend i'm good um that actually means a lot to me um because mm. yeah i think the same of you buddy i mean i seriously it's been too long since we've just like caught up like this i know i know i need to call you more randomly at midnight after hours to see if you're awake <laughs> yeah i need to answer more randomly because no, well, unless my unless my calls are like planned ahead, it's like, do I have the social energy? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's real. I I'm a freak in. Well, let me rephrase it. I'm not a freak. I'm a person who I I would just call people randomly because like I live by myself. All of like you know when the world was still open, I was traveling all over the place, and that's where I would have my social interactions and friendship times, it was like conferences and concerts and. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, but now that the world's opening back up, I'm very excited about hanging out and getting getting back in touch with people. So just so yeah. you know, I'm coming to your town this summer, so I can't wait to hang. It'll be perfect. I can't wait either. Yeah, it's like all of our muscles, like our social muscles have atrophied, you know? So it's like we've got to get back in the gym and build them back up. Ugh. It's hard. And sometimes the gym is going, my friends were like, do you want to go out dancing tonight? And I'm like, I can technically do that. Joe Biden told me I could. And so we did. We had a great time. But then I also caught myself feeling very young all of a sudden. And mm. in the fact of like, you know, you I don't know if you experience this. You know, when you have you all we all have that one friend who's just like, you know, technically hotter, you know, uh, according to social standards. And yeah, yeah, yeah. when 
the other boys at the club pay attention to your hot friends and not to you. And then you're like, wait, but what's wrong with me? And I'm like, Kevin, yeah. you are 31 years old. What are you doing? <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. But, no, I, I'm, I'm usually like, I usually intentionally position myself like in the corner. And so mm-hmm. normally if people aren't paying attention to me, I'm right where I want to be. So a little different maybe. Trade places with me because that's what <laughs> I need. I need to not need that more. Um, but, you know, we all have our learning curves but we're not here to talk about our social anxiety (laughs) that's not what this call was about you know uh, you know next time we'll we'll do one but today okay Okay, cool i came specifically to talk to you about serenade the new album coming out from beloved arise featuring 10 beautiful tracks from queer people of faith and allies directly sung and written for queer youth of faith the world over um so let's start off with this musically who the hell are you, Blake? What what kind of what's your deal in this whole serenade business? Yeah, that's that could be a long story, but um, to sum it up, um, I've been making music under the name Courier for the past five-ish years, but I've been playing music my whole life. Um, so I'm I've th- one of the songs on the record was written by me in collaboration with um, one of. An amazing human mm-hmm. um, who is now a part of the Beloved Arise community. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, uh, June actually reached out to me. This was probably uh, February or, or January of this year, early this year. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of, I told June kind of like what my, this music thing that I do is all about. So under Courier, I kind of, uh, I, I like to write songs about other people's experiences rather than my own. So I also mm-hmm. like release music under my own name and it, it's tend to be more, more folky, just like journaling in music form. Mm. But then I've also got Courier and um, with Courier, I'll write songs about other people's life stories. So, and that's kind of like the Courier thing. Like I'm just picking up a package from one person and delivering it to the listener. Essentially. I like um, that. I had no idea the name behind the, the 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 story behind the name. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a I'm just a paper guy. You know, I'm just a a, a mailman. Um, but uh, so with this particular song, I I was humbled and honored enough to be the courier for this story um, by this young person who came out last year mm-hmm. and um, got, as most of us have experienced, um, a bunch of ridicule, a bunch of um, uh, exclusion um, from their church community and uh, went into a, a, a dark place and um, made an attempt at their own life. Mm-hmm. And then after that received um, dozens of letters from the Beloved Arise community, as well as other people sharing love and support. Um, and it was kind of a, a pivot moment in this person's life. Mm-hmm. Um, it meant a lot to them. So that's what this song is about. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you said, like listening through all the songs on the record, like there's hardly one that, I can listen to without crying. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, I do. Because when I got the album, when I got the link to listen, I was walking my dog, and I'm talking first 45 seconds into the first song, Done. crocodile tears. Yes. Yeah. As I'm walking Same. around, and people are like, I'm looking like, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. Hold it together. Yes. No, the same, same. I, I was at a, I was right outside of a coffee shop. Um, Cause I like call in my order. I, I know these people, at this coffee shop, and I'll just pick up my coffee. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can I, can I go get my coffee right now? Or am I going to have to wait? Like, am I going to have to pull myself it? together? Am I going to have to like, you know, breathe into my body and come back? Yes. Cause exactly. it, it really, um, when I was listening to your track, which is called 40 times, 40 times is how we pronounce it. Not 40 mm-hmm. X. Yeah. Figure it, figure it as much. Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to be cool. I think life. it's cool. You know? I like it. It's, you know, like when somebody, um, just uses the letter U in a song, where are you now? Like in, yes. Yeah. It's like exactly. we're hips, hipsters. I was thinking of Justin Bieber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God you didn't yeah. do, appropriate Martin Luther King for your album, though. You know what I'm saying? What? I know, right? Different yeah. story, different podcast. We love yeah, Justin. We, we pray for him every single day. Um, what? <laughs> um, Future youth pastor of Hillsong. Oh. oh, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on all of their souls. Um, <laughs> not that we're here to drag Hillsong or their non-inclusive worship, but no. this is something that I... Actually, I'm always here to drag non-inclusive worship. But this is, so, this is something um, you and I have talked about. This is kind of a phenomenon... Not really a phenomenon, but it is a a common occurrence that happens among queer people of faith, is that when people start to start their coming out process, like you know, for the song forty times, we often lose access to our spiritual communities. We lose access, or maybe not even access, but it's just that songs that remind us of our past, like worship songs that were meant to be connecting us to the divine, to ourselves become trigger points for so many of us. Was that something that happened for you? Oh, yeah. So when you say lose access, I, I agree with that. It's not you were not just losing physical access. Mm-hmm. We're not just being exiled from a physical church and a uh, like a community of people around us. It's it also creates this trauma where we almost lose access within ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. where if we want to access it again, it's like oh my gosh, last time I approached this, I got hurt. And mm-hmm. so I don't think I can approach this again. Um, and that that's like, the, sh- the shitty part about that is that was not our fault, but now it's our responsibility to yeah. manage that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, the, that's just the weight that we carry forward. But yeah, for me personally, uh, so I got started in the Christian music industry. I came out here um, to Nashville is where I live. Um, and was like, I'm gonna write worship songs. Like, I oh had yeah, these wide eyes, these rose-colored glasses. I was like, I'm going to lead people closer to Jesus in mm-hmm. the music that I write, and in, in their congregations on Sunday, they're going to 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 feel His love. And mm-hmm. got disillusioned of that very quickly once I actually like saw behind the curtain of the business, and I was in. Got this was the the biggest um, worship music publishing. Um, company at the time so like if we want to talk about Hillsong like all of that was was a part of this and I I realized you know it's a business like every other business they've got to turn a buck and mm-hmm. at the at the end of the day that's what it's going to be about um, but mm-hmm. it can we just like can we, I just want to like highlight that real quick because mm-hmm. that is true of any system within capitalism in general and yeah. so true, especially of the Christian 
industrial complex. And I say that not just in music, but across the board with uh, the youth programs, uh, missionary stuff, churches, especially mega churches. It's not sometimes a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of times, I don't know the statistics, but a, what seems to be the trend is that churches are not focusing on actual people, but they're focusing on how do we keep our profits so that we can maintain a building or a program yeah. that serves only a very specific kind of person and a very specific kind of economic status, etc. And that's what Absolutely. it is. And so it's like, there's not a surprise here that the music industry for even the Christian music industry is still at the end of the day concerned with one thing. And that is how are we going to pay our bills or, and not even like our bills, how are we going to make an excess of money off of these people at the bottom? Absolutely. And then you, then you combine uh, like a business plan, like a marketing scheme with theology. And Ooh, girl. Like you mesh all of that together and it's like, now we're getting like cult tactics, you know, to keep people in, keep people coming. And it's like, you, you mix all that together and that's toxic, you know? Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, like um, there was, I remember this, this was the last straw for me. There was this one song meeting I went into. I brought this song in. We were going to pitch it to this Christian rock band at the time. And they were like, th this was the head of the, of the publishing company at the time. And, and he was like, I really love the song. He was like, it just, it says the word Jesus too much. And so I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, well, maybe, you, you know, it says it in the courses. And there are a couple times it says it in the verse. So what if we just like, I'll take it out of the verses. And he was like, I think we need to take it out of the whole song. And so I was like, okay. Like in the back of my head, I'm like, y'all are the biggest worship music publisher in the world like mm -hmm. why are we taking this word out of your songs and he said he's like i'm just thinking in terms of marketability um it'll go mm -hmm. further if we take the word jesus out and at that point i mean you know my thoughts and I wow listen jesus and christianity i'm changed, barely at that point oh yeah keep going i'm so i'm just i'm exasperated no, by this absolutely like at that point i was just like why, why am i here you know, like, I'm not mm -hmm. here to try to, like, make another dollar for the Christian music industry. Like, like I said, like, I, I tried to have pretty, like, pure motives. And it was just like, I just want to lead people to Jesus. And now mm -hmm. I have to take Jesus's name out of my songs, you know. So that was kind of the last straw for me at that time. Um, right. But it's yeah. and it's so interesting how I will say there are many of us who have you know had like you know very very earnest faith i think is how one person described it to me recently it's like yeah like we like so many of us and this is what i think is so wild is we get this we get accused all the time from conservatives and folks who are not affirming of lgbtq folks that the reason that we leave the church is because we have so little faith that we didn't really believe. But really, a lot of times I found that the people who have left the church are the are actually the people who are most devout, the people who had a, a very close relationship with the person of Jesus in whatever way you can have a relationship with yeah. uh, a metaphysical leader. Yeah. You know, Be because, Kevin, like what's keeping what's keeping the folks, what's keeping that head of publishing in the church? The dollar mm -hmm. What's what brought us out here? Jesus right my my so hello it's, somebody it's like yeah it, it's like y'all are the ones that wanted to take the name of jesus out of your songs like mm -hmm. i was the one that that yeah that, what? that is why yeah. it's so insulting when when folks are like you must never have been a christian mm. um you must never have had true faith jesus must have never really took root in your heart it's like that's bullshit it's like let that's me tell you what you know it 
it's bullshit you know it especially because it's like girl like i wouldn't be fighting so hard to get you to recognize who i am and what all of this encompasses if it were not so if it were not so i wouldn't bother you you know i wouldn't i wouldn't go off continuously trying to share my story and this is also another reason why like this album has come together is because the main narrative for queer people of faith or just queer people in general is that spirituality is not for you that god is not for you jesus is not for you love is not mm-hmm. for you and we all know that's bullshit yeah oh yeah yeah and that's that's why i feel I, again i feel so honored to be a part of this project because it is mm-hmm. powerful like um mm-hmm. i wish that i when i was a teenager or even when i was like mm-hmm. a wide-eyed like young songwriter in the music industry if i if i'd had a record like this if i'd heard songs like these mm-hmm. and like oh there is space for this um i can be earnestly seeking the deepest questions of my faith among people who are one also doing that and two care about that journey mm-hmm. um yeah so i i mean i can't wait for people to to latch onto this record so yeah excited about it i am too when you are thinking about um you know the the anyone who's going to listen to this but especially like queer youth of faith who honestly like what the reason i i think you and i are both so passionate about working with and collaborating with beloved arise is because it is the only lgbtq youth group resource of its kind in the world right now i think um that is equipping young people with space to belong space to explore these questions and space to really own their faith um it's one of the reasons that we you know volunteer our time volunteer our energy and like give give to this group so i want to know if you whoever's going to hear this album what is one thing you want them to walk away knowing after hearing your track and also hearing this whole album Hmm. um i first of all i you know i think one of the things that art does and especially the, the kind that i'm trying to do right is i'm trying to take someone's story and give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that act in and of itself, whether we're giving other people our stories or someone else's stories with um, informed voluntary consent, right. um, is uh, because when you hear the experience of another person and it matches your own, you feel less alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, that's what, yeah, like, that's what 12 year old Blake was longing for mm-hmm. was, is there an experience like this out there? Cause I'm not mm-hmm. seeing it in my immediate purpose. Yes. Um, so I would hope that they walk away affirmed in their experience mm-hmm. of um, navigating the world from a place that's off the status quo um, mm-hmm. in a place where the, where the trail is not well worn yet, but there are some of us out here um, mm. And so, yeah, I would I would hope that they feel less alone. Can I tell you, when you said that you're going to have to walk the trail that's a little less worn, I had chills just mm. run up and down. Because that is really what it is. It is, um, I often liken it to this journey where we have to, like, you know, it's almost like we've been living in this walled city for so long. But then, like, something out in the wilderness, you know, either we're driven out of the city or something in the wilderness calls to us. And because of that, because we go out there, like, 
the the people of the city, like our our families of origin, our faith families of origin, say, outside of this line, outside of this place, is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Don't go there. God's not out there. And then we have to to survive. And at first, sometimes it can be very lonely because we're just like almost like looking down at our feet until as we're walking this well-worn path, until you know if you let your ears perk up and you hear the music and you realize, oh my God. It's not weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's dancing and it's joy and it's connection and it's family. And at first, yeah, we lose a lot of things Mm -hmm. as queer folks of faith when we come out. But I will tell you what, and I'm sure that you can say the same thing. I have gained more authentic friendships and relationships as myself, as an openly queer human, than I ever did when I was pretending to be a straight worship leader. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, mm. same. Yeah, I, I love that image of, of the Waldorf City too. And I, I'm hoping that this record is like, you mentioned the music outside the walls, mm-hmm. that maybe this this record is just like a way that we could record that music outside the walls and launch it mm-hmm. into the city. And, and that's really what it like is. It lands. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's so cool. I feel like we are on the brink of something very interesting happening within the arts and creative space and faith space because just this past year um sweet friend grace baldridge who uh is the musician known as semler uh, i think the way that the the articles are saying is that grace semler game stopped the christian music industry and got like a yeah and got a queer record at the top of the christian charts and it's just like oh this is not only reasonable but like this can go mainstream you know, we've got artists like Joy Oladakun, also, who is a queer woman of faith, a queer black woman of faith, who is on Jimmy Fallon and who is going through and, like, writing music with, like, people who have incredible platforms. And it just goes to show that, like, you know, what we thought was impossible just even five years ago is not only possible, but it's happening. And we get to be a part of that. Yeah. So... In, in that, I hear, you know, most of us, when we leave the city walls that you were talking about, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm carrying your metaphor. Bring it. I love it. Is we, we, we feel, we, we can be exiled, yes, and most of us are, mm-hmm. but, but it's usually because there is this calling in us to embrace a different narrative or mm-hmm. to at least consider a different narrative than the city folks have been preaching at us all our lives, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I, I feel that personally, but I also feel that musically because, mm-hmm. you know, I fought so hard to get into the Christian music industry. And also, like, uh, side note, like, Grace's um, interviews with, like, Christian music industry folks out here, so powerful, too. Like, if, mm-hmm. if y'all haven't seen those, like, go watch those. But um, <clears throat> with with the music thing, it's like, I for so long, I was like, how do I find my niche? Mm-hmm. And I would write these songs where I was like, I want to be, I want to exist inside the Christian music industry, but maybe just adjacent so that Mm. people can feel like this heartfelt sense of exploring and wrestling and sometimes being angry with God. Like I had a song called Psalm 88, Mm -hmm. which is like the only song that the Psalm literally ends darkness is my closest friend. And I latched onto that song because there is Mm. no sort of sunny side to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I realized once coming out 
that I've been like, this was my niche all along. I was always writing songs for queer Christians because I was writing songs for me. Ooh, <laughs> and, come and through. So now it's like, yeah, like with music too, that was also the calling outside of the city walls to go and be like, this is where you've always belonged and now you can actually be here, you know, mm-hmm. fully. Mm-hmm. That's it. Coming out, being fully yourself, like we don't like the, the the opposite is true of what they say like you find you find god when you lose all it's that weird verse in the bible where jesus says listen if you want to save your life you got to lose it and that's mm-hmm. what he's talking about i think it's not yeah. so much like the physical loss of life which this is something i don't know if you've ever had this but when it's such a manipulative thing that uh christians and conservative faith people do i've had it said to me is like they they think because Jesus died on a cross that they understand what it is to give their life. And they will say things like, I would die for you. I love you so much that I would die for you. And I'm like, you know, nobody's asking you to do that. No one's asking you to brutalize your body. In fact, we're asking you to stop this cycle of violence that you think is necessary in order to belong to God. And I think that is something that queer people of faith, queer Christians are are really bringing into this conversation is that what has happened to us and what is happening to queer youth is violence. You know, we're not building space for queer youth. We're not building space for trans youth. In fact, like, you know, in states all across the South right now, there are so many uh, legislative pieces of bullshit that are coming to just ruin a lot of people's lives, ruin a lot of people's experiences and like making people incredibly unsafe. Yeah. And, and I also need to point out, like, so many of those, like, uh, well, some of them are focused on trans youth, mm-hmm. but the majority of them, I feel like, um, at least, like, adversely affect trans youth in particular. Mm-hmm. And and I honestly, like, that's been one of the things that I've been thinking about throughout the course of making this record is... I just, I feel the weight of that, of all of the Mm -hmm. legislation everywhere. Um, Because I I carry these metaphors forward. Um, In the city, when they hear Mm -hmm. the music and it interrupts the narrative that's going on, they're gonna fight harder to impose their narrative. Yes. Right? Um, And so, you know, again, I think that this record I hope that it is a balm to to folks, um, especially at those intersections. Right. Yeah. I think it will be. I know it has been for me. It is like done a lot of like delicious inner healing on my inner child who is still very present and still very like I was telling um, a couple of my friends, uh, Josh and Adrian, who run the Dirty Rotten Church Kids podcast. Oh, yeah. I was like, listen, if you if you were ever a youth group kid, this album is for you. If you were mm-hmm. ever in a place where it just, like, you thought that God was this thing that's out there and not this thing that's right here. Mm-hmm. And yes. I can't wait. It's going to... I really do think that this thing is going to rock some some serious some serious things like and i and i want to i want i'm so glad that we get to be a part of this so um i want to know where people can find you on the internet how they can connect with your music and etc yeah 
So you can find my music stuff at therealcourier.com. That's the music site. And um, really the rest uh, on, it's just my name on Twitter, Blake Mundell. Um, Instagram is Blake A. Mundell because Instagram will not let me change it for some reason. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty universal across all the other things. TikTok, mm. YouTube, you can find me on those places too. Does the A stand for awesome? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh God! Um, Don't. Why do they let me do this? Why awesome they... would have been a great middle name to have, like in the '90s. But I feel like I would have got real tired of it in my adult life. Like, yeah, awesome. it's like when I jokingly say that I want to name my, give my child the middle name Danger when I'm older. I don't have yeah. any children, yeah. so maybe my dogs. Tippy, do you want your middle name to be Danger? Tippy Danger. Tippy Danger Garcia. That feels that feels great. Just Tippy Danger. Come here, girl. You got a bone? You wanna see? Everyone, you wanna see my dog? 100 percent wanna see. Come oh, little baby. Oh my I love those ears. Tippy Danger Garcia is here to say. Go stream Serenade everywhere. Stream Blake's (laughs) music. Go to Courier. And you can be an ally, too. Wow, she's not very good at writing. Jesus, step your game up, girl. The voice, though, is amazing. For a dog? I know. Just For a dog, yeah. yeah truly impressive. dog sing like that. Um, <laughs> if you're watching, if you're listening to this back on the podcast and you don't know what's going on, please go to youtube.com slash beloved arise or hello i'm kev in k-e-v-n uh and you can watch the whole interview with me and blake back you can also watch every single uh video interview right here on youtube and listen to it on the podcast please go share this podcast with someone you think it's going to be helpful Two, click the link in the description and pre-save the serenade album it's coming out on june 5th and this uh podcast is dropping a week from tomorrow so it'll be coming out this week and when you do that, uh, sh- once you do that, once you pre-save it, send it to all the queer youth that you know. Send it to anybody, actually. Send it to everyone you know, so that we can really start to get some groundswell around this. We really want this to make a huge impact, reach as many youth as possible, and you know, low-key change the world. Mild things, right? Yep. Um, you can also connect with me at thekevingarcia.com. Um, my handles are at thekevingarcia, as stated right here. And until next time, everyone, we'll see you. Bye. That was my conversation with Blake Mundell, one of my good Judys. He is such a doll. And if you want to watch this interview, if you're one of those people who likes a visualization, and also because you get to see all of our wonderful facial expressions that go along with this, uh, which I like. It feels really real. Um, there's a conversation between me and Blake. Uh, this actual conversation posted to my YouTube page. That's youtube.com slash hello. I'm Kev in. Again, everything is in the show notes. If you want to follow Blake, go to instagram.com slash Blake A. Mundle. Again, all the links are in the description box because I don't want to spell it out right now. Mostly because I don't want to mess it up because I'm not really sure how to spell Blake's last name right now, if I'm being honest. Anyways, uh, look up Courier Music all over Spotify, Apple Play, etc. And also click the link to save Serenade Songs for the Beloved Volume 1 
on Spotify and Apple Music and share this with a queer youth in your life. You know you know a queer young person. And even if you don't know, just share it with everybody. Because the thing is, if we can get this into the hands of everyone, into the ears of more people, this is going to heal so many lives. Can I get a witness? Come on, somebody. Especially the song that you're going to hear. So if you're watching this on YouTube right now, go to my podcast, A Tiny Revolution. Listen to the new song. I don't know what else to say, you guys. I'm just really effing pumped about this. This is the best thing to happen, honestly, since honestly since Grace dropped the last EP with Semler. Like, this is just like, we're in a season, an advent of really, really fucking good music for the people. <sighs> Anyways. If you like this episode and you want to support more stuff like it, you can go to patreon.com slash thekevingarcia and learn about all of those perks. Um, if you want to check out my tour where I'm coming to about eight different cities across the summer, please go to thekevingarcia.com slash tour and check that out. Um, if you like this kind of stuff uh, and you want to share it just with your friends or maybe leave us a rating in the iTunes store, um, give us a thumbs up, give us a subscribe, you know, all that shit is really helpful. I think that's everything, right? Uh, you can follow me across social media at the Kevin Garcia, and my website is thekevingarcia.com. The book is called Bad Theology Kills. If you haven't read it yet, what are you doing? Girl, get your life together. Now, also, uh, Big Queer Bible Study eCourse is just $44 now. We've dropped the price for Pride Month. Who knew? Who knew? Okay. That's all of my little advertisements to you. I love you so much with all of my heart. You're a blessing. Um, and until next time, this has been another episode of A Tiny Revolution. Take your meds, call your person, shake your ass. Um, listen to some music that makes you feel good inside, like Serenade. Obviously. Obviously. Um, yeah, I'm done talking. I'll talk to you. Actually, I have another episode coming out probably later today because, you know, we've got contracts to fulfill, bitch. <laughs> All right. I love you so much. Uh, I'll talk to you next week or later, as I just said. Goodbye. <laughs>
can't keep a guard you come out to when I'm alone it's harder to let that notion go so I remember Doesn't feel like just a year 